Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. It's always great for more parents to hear these stories and get the information. All right, thank you, and on with the show. Starting school is not just a big step for your child, it can also be a big step for you. I figured it's probably a good idea to ask a parent who's been through the process for their tips. So I've asked Kristen Tuvey in. She's a mother of two, writer, wise woman. Haha, <laughs> do you like that? <laughs> wise it. woman. And her second child is starting starting school this year, right? So you'll have two yeah. at school. So I'm a veteran. You are a veteran. Well, you're going into your second year. Yes. Is it going to be like having... A second child? Like, are there things that you kind of don't care as much about? I think so. I think the other part of it is because there's an older sibling at school, I feel like he's going to be fine. You know, his sister will love having a new little plaything. Her friends will think he's a cool little toy. He'll love the attention. <laughs> you know, like, he's, he's got it made. Like, he's fine. <laughs> he's, he's fine. What about, so your daughter, is she going into year two? Year two, now? yeah. So what was it like? Okay, let's let's reverse a bit. Let's yes. go back a few steps. What was it like when she started kindy? I I thought I was going to be a real tough nut and I thought, oh, I'm not going to cry on the first day of kindy, you know, because everyone's like, oh, you'll cry. I'm like, oh, I won't. I really won't. I think it's wonderful. It's exciting. She's ready and everything like that. But it surprised me. Like there was just like, oh, there it is, like a big punch in the gut. And I got so weepy and I just couldn't stop. And um, <laughs> it was really embarrassing because I was the one going, oh, poor you, you're all weak and I'm really strong. And then I was just a big mascara smeared mess. See, that's interesting because I thought I would cry. And then when we were there and I oh, actually, I'm okay. And then I walked over the threshold and it just hit me. And I, again, had no warning. I think I'm pretty self-aware. But the first day of school, I just, it just came. It's weird, isn't it? Because you think, oh, there it is. Oh, gosh. Wow, that was really quick and sudden and painful. (laughs) Like, (laughs) not like birth. (laughs) Though though it may not be like that for everyone. Just be aware it might be like that for you. It can surprise you. So the weepiness surprised you. Were you nervous at all in terms of, because for me, when Darcy started school, in a way, I almost felt like I was that child again starting school myself. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it brings back all those all those memories. And I feel like to, you know, preschool and daycare and grandparents and long daycare, that you feel you know from the moment your child walks in that they're just nurtured all day and they have to they suddenly they're on their own. You know, if they lose their hat, no one cares. You know, yes, you're the one that has to hunt for it at the end of the day exactly. and for the next week. Yeah, and it's a shock, and I think it's a shock for the for your child, but it's a shock for you as well. And you, you think, I know that this needs to happen. This is the process of growing up, but it's it's um it's quite confronting, I think. And you had a bit of adjustment period, do you think? Yeah, I think so. And and I mean, school hours is a whole other kettle of fish, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> don't even. But um, for me, what is really cool is um, both of them going to be at school at the same time. Um, and so we've been through all the stuff with my daughter, Violet. She she adjusted to school really well. Um, we were lucky. She's not really shy. She's She doesn't have any sort of crazy behavioural kind of stuff. And she was quite happy to listen and sit and read, learn how to read and all that kind of stuff. So we've been really lucky in that way. So I think it can be a lot harder for some other parents. Um, and... 
I don't know, homework and stuff, I found, because I feel I'm quite anti-authority, I didn't like them sending homework home because I'm like, you're just five. Why do you got to do homework for? But I'm like, but then you're going to fall behind. And then I started to get competitive with other parents. <laughs> and I was like, what's happened to me? And I was like, I'm not doing it. We're just not doing it. And then, you know, then the teacher's always scary. And you're like, we're totally going to do it. <laughs> you know? Did you get in trouble for not doing homework? I did once or twice, yes. Oh, I love it. Okay, so um, speaking about getting in trouble, have you ever been one of those mums who's had a note come home with a lunch box for inappropriate food? Yes, it happens. It happens on a weekly basis from preschool because they're really strict. Mm, okay. I feel like I'm, I'm a bit excited about school, like them both being at school, because I feel like we might even smear a bit of peanut butter on something. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't Shock. do that. I wouldn't do that. Horror. I would not do that. Because you know, I'm not talking about allergies. I'm talking about the stuff. Yes, like sweet stuff that. You know, you're not meant to have. I mean, Darcy is constantly telling us that her food needs to be nude, as in not come with all the wrappings, which is, you know, to reduce litter. And I get that. I blame her father because I refuse to do lunch boxes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got nothing to do with me. Lunch bo- lunches. Oh, I, that they, is that's tough. kind of part of the becoming a school parent is going right every day. I have to pack you something that you will eat. Yeah, for the next 13 years. And you'll eat it maybe 20% for that 13 <laughs> years. The visions of kids throwing their lunch in the bin, it just breaks your heart, doesn't it? But what do you do for lunches? Well, we're just on a sort of um, Vegemite roll at the moment. Um be That's consistent. What, yeah. Uh, and the kids, they don't seem to get bored of it or they just throw it out. I, I don't know. I, I, I said to them, please don't tell me because it actually does hurt my feelings. And when I go to the effort of actually peeling a carrot, I don't want to <laughs> see it in there at the end of the day. Otherwise, I'm just going to chuck it in there unpeeled. I yeah. want to ask a teacher <laughs> if kids actually eat carrots at lunch and recess. <laughs> oh, they do. Elise, our producer, is nodding her head. They eat their <laughs> carrots. Oh, good. Okay. Well, well, I child. have seen children who eat vegetables. They're just not mine. <laughs> Darcy's going into year one, is she? Yes, year yes. one. Yeah. So that I mean, I think that's a whole other thing, isn't it? Because kindy is another level of being nurtured, and year one, they're, they're even more on their own, you know, which is um, kind of confronting as a parent, I think, as well. You think, like, if if they if you forget to pack their lunch, they just don't have anything. No one cares. They're on their own, and that kind of feels like. The parenting lesson we all have to learn. Do you know how we, yes. we we don't want it? We look after them so well, which is what we're meant to do. But at the same time, it's that balance between letting them be independent and then nurturing them and protecting them. Yeah, and- it's very hard. It's easy in theory, I think. I had an awful morning the other morning when I dropped my son and I forgot his bag, so I had to race back. And then my daughter was late for school and I didn't realise it was Mufti Day because everyone was in class by the time we got the late note. So I left. By the time we got the late note. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> That's right. And then I thought, oh, you know, it's a bit cold actually. That's I feel sorry for her. So I'll go home and get her jumper. So I went, drove all the way home, got back to school, went up to her classroom and everyone's in these, like, these crazy Christmas colours except her sitting dejected in the corner in her school uniform. And I went, oh, no. So then I raced home and got her Mufti Day <laughs> outfit, raced back to class and put on her. And by this time it was 10.30 and I was just a wreck. But, you know, it, it is the same sort of thing. She should have remembered. I should have remembered. There is that sort of... But see, what I love is that you actually went back to get yeah. the Mufti Day costume. <laughs> I don't think our parents would have done that. 
I don't think they would have either. The other part of it is, though, I'm recently separated and parenting has become a competitive sport. So, I mean, I, she broke my heart and I really wanted to help. But in the back of my mind, I was just <laughs> thinking I might get dobbed on as well. <laughs> I'm the bad parent. I'm the bad parent. <laughs> uh, you are listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Kristen Toovey, who is a writer and mum of two, and both her children will now be at school starting this year. And we're just talking about... Um, I guess what it's like when your kids start school for the first time, as you might be heading into, and the difference between, I suppose, being at childcare or grandparents' place or with you at home and then going into a school environment, um, probably takes a bit of an adjustment period. Now, you brought up just then, you're talking about um, Mufti Day and forgetting Mufti Day, <clears throat> which that is, that's one of the things that I kind of have this constant anxiety that I'm going to forget a school event because there are quite a few school events. There are Mufti Days, there are Crazy Hair Days, there are all sorts of things, Sports Days. Uh, I just find it really difficult to remember all of them. I'm lucky my sister's kids go to the same school so I can text her. Yes. How do you stay on top of all of those things? Well, a little well, bit like I mean, you. obviously you didn't last No, time. <laughs> I will. I mean, so I don't. And because I know that I'm not that person, I actually have a school friend mum who's really organised. And so before everything, she texts me. She dropped the ball on the Monday. Oh, day. how dare she? <laughs> but I just love her so much. She's like one of those uber like awesome mums and she took me under her wing because she could see that I was a useless human being (laughs) and uh, I also have a glass splashback which I sort of just furiously scribble on Um, but yeah it's more my friend I would say hot tip find us really organized other mum that is a great tip and and how did you go about making friends with parents at the school because it felt a little bit like mother's group all over again but up a notch in a way because um, it was I, – I kind of thought, are the other parents going to like me? Are we going to get along? And because I was – I've always worked when I've had my kids at school or daycare, I haven't had as much time to hang out with the parents. So I felt like I was a bit of an absent, you know – not contributing parent. Yeah, and that you're going to get busted. Yeah. Uh, I think, so it's sort of like you're starting kindy as well. It's the same sort of feelings, isn't it? Um, I th- I, I've i also been the working parent as well. Um, there's a bunch of us. I feel like it, the schools are divided into people who volunteer and those who don't. And I sort of, I try and dip my toe into like do a Bunnings barbecue every now and then just so that people don't hate me <laughs> and it's actually really fun it and the other mums are really nice like I was thinking Ooh, I'm not like you I'm like cooler or something but I'm not <laughs> I'm not at all <laughs> well I remember volunteering for the school dance and um, just realizing how basically disorganized primary schools are coming from the <laughs> professional world going to and then everyone was looking at me what do you do what do you do I'm like, I don't know I was just told to turn up and take your money and who's your child and we and shut the gates and they can't get suddenly out you're the DJ and the entertainment and everything <laughs> and the kids are really disappointed uh, but you're right getting involved with a school is amazing when you can do it it's just sometimes you can't right yeah, I think so. I think the other thing to know about school is that you, like, your child will lose everything 
I think you should buy doubles of everything and get secondhand stuff. That's what I've learned. We've got three hats now. Yeah, three mm. hats, exactly. But, but like next, uh, by January or what is it, by the end of um, the first week of school, you'll have no hats. And then you might have six. I guess yes. it happens yes. like that. I've been known just to walk around the playground sort of picking up. Oh, is that your? No, yeah. okay. And like if it doesn't have a label on it, it's mine. <laughs> and, and doesn't have any signs of knits. Oh, gross. We haven't actually had knits yet, but I've been told it's just a matter of time. Have you had the knit problem? Yeah, we had it so bad. Uh, It was actually, uh, it was actually in the first year, um, and um, it lasted for about three months. Oh, don't! Yeah, it was full on, and my daughter and I just kept giving it back to each other. And uh, I'd be at work going, and I'd be like, "Oh, pick something out of my hair," and there'd be this gigantic knit. And it was this sort of gross, fascinating kind of experience where you're like, "Oh my god, look at that! That one, it's so massive!" And you'd smear them out on the tissue, and you'd be comparing, you know, which one's the biggest one. I, guess, I don't think we're encouraging many parents about this school experience. <laughs> you know what, though? It was a lovely bonding experience between my daughter and I. Like, every night we'd sit there and we'd, like, de-louse de- each other. Chris, <laughs> like you're really monkeys. not making me feel any better about, like, the fact that we – I'm feeling itchy. Is anyone else feeling itchy right now? I want to scratch my head so bad and I know I don't have nits. At least I hope I don't. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so ultimately, did you find your own, I guess, parent tribe at school? Do you feel – I mean, apart from the mum who – who's taking you in like a wounded bird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's my hero. Um, I, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. I got, I'd like to get more. This is sort of one of my new resolutions, I suppose, is to get more in the crew this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to do some more fun stuff at school with other parents because I think there's some really nice ones out there and you sort of meet, you know, you stumble into them at parties and you're like, oh, you're like me, you're one of me and we should do stuff. And then another year passes and, you know, I'm just not Soon really an organising, play daily kind of person and I'd like to be more of that this year, I think. Right. Yeah. We'll have to check in yeah. and see how you're going yeah, with that. thanks. And you too. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. That was Kristen TV. She's a writer and mum of two and she was talking about the experience of starting school for the first time. Hi, we're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, Beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.